You're listening to Podcast PXN, PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo. Let's do this. What's up, guys? Welcome to Podcast PXN, episode 50, the Big 5-0. I am one of your hosts, Daniel Prindle, a.k.a. Dan is DTM on Twitter, and I am joined over Discord by the pride of PlayStation, Sean Babiak, and the Nintendo aficionado, Roro. Sean and Roro, this is episode 50. We have some giveaways to give out if people start commenting in the live chat. How exciting is that? It's super exciting. This is awesome. I'm right now. Very, very <laughs> excited. You're going to get them. Yeah, uh, that's a good comment. <laughs> so... Uh, if you guys want to enter to uh, have a chance to win one of our three T-shirts we have to give away, uh, just type in the chat. Uh, you can interact with us. We'll read out your comments as well. Uh, if you want to just give your thoughts on what we're talking about, go for it. Uh, or if you just want to drop in the chat and say, hey, that's good too, uh, we will enter you in to win a T-shirt. So with that being said... Thank you to everyone watching us live and participating in the chat. Just as a reminder, we are live each and every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern time on YouTube. Just search podcast PXN and you will find us on there. The topic of the show this week, guys, is some news on Black Panther. But even more importantly, uh, we will have a little uh, discussion around uh, the tragic death of Chadwick uh, Boseman, who uh, obviously famously acted as many people, including Jackie Robinson in the movie 42, as well as Black Panther and so many other things that uh, he that man did uh, for the community as well. Um, but first... The, t- the uh, show always starts with the PXN News of the Week, so let's go ahead and jump right in. The first item, guys, on the PXN News of the Week is Sony has said they will continue to explore expanding first-party titles uh, to come to the P- PC platform to promote growth and profitability. This is kind of a interesting uh, uh statement that they made i think it was in like an investor uh type of environment that they said this and it makes a lot of sense it's the ex- exact same thing uh, microsoft was kind of going for when they kind of made the whole play anywhere initiative which kind of turned into the uh game pass on pc and all that um so i'm interested to see what you guys think of this uh do you guys think this will mean day one we will get PC uh, games from Sony, like day one launching on PlayStation and PC, or do you think this is going to be kind of a you know longer tail type of thing? Uh, years later, we'll get them. I think it'll be years later uh, sort of situation, sort of like we saw with Horizon uh, this year. Um, I don't see them going the Game Pass route as in, like, it's the same day sort of release uh, just yet. I do think it's just a way to get other people playing their games once it's done on the PS5 or PS4 or whatever system they came out on to, like, how they did with Death Stranding and Horizon. I don't see them doing it the same day. I, I That would be really interesting, but I, I still think they want people picking up PS4, PS5s to play their games exclusively and then years down the line then sure you guys can have it on pc and just get a wider fan base on their exclusive games yeah i mean i second that emotion i know uh excuse me horizon zero dawn has been very popular uh on the pc since it just came out i think it was two weeks ago uh and, and i see like a bunch of streams and videos and all that stuff and it still looks as beautiful as ever um i just don't see sony emulating that model I, I don't know i just i i think of them and nintendo kind of bass backwards when it comes to pc gaming more or less i mean obviously nintendo doesn't at all do it um but that's kind of microsoft's bread and butter as far as the pc ecosphere um whereas sony is a technology company nintendo is a pretty much a toy company so they're not going to really go too hard i think uh, into that foray. Yeah, I, I agree with you guys. Uh, I don't think, obviously, this is going to be a day one thing. I think, like Roro said, like you said, I, I think it'll be years down the line. I don't 
there's really no reason for them to go down that route, and they've pretty much shown us thus far they want to continue the traditional approach to uh, console generations, which kind of means you know having exclusives uh, at launch, no matter you know it's on PC, it's not necessarily necessarily an exclusive. So, uh, completely agree with you guys there. Uh, the next news story, uh, game developers are sounding off on the PlayStation 5's 3D audio and ultra high speed SSD. So one interesting thing here, uh, the ultra high speed SSD, this kind of ties into the last story we had. I think that's one of the kind of issues that Sony will have, uh, porting to PC. They, they can't guarantee that the person playing on PC has an SSD. So Games like Ratchet and Clank, for instance, may not be able to be ported to PC because it's relying on that super fast SSD infrastructure in order to do the uh, warping that happens in that game. So, like, if somebody doesn't have an SSD on their PC, then I don't know how, you know, Insomniac would pull that off. Uh, I guess there's a possibility that they could still do something like, I don't know, having like a load or something in between those wrists, but then that kind of defeats the whole gameplay element of that. So I kind of feel like that's kind of uh, going to vary game by game. Uh, the 3D audio I think is interesting. I just, I'm not sure how how it's going to apply to like someone, for instance, in my situation, I have surround sound. So like you have Dolby Atmos and, and all the Dolby technology. So how does that 3D audio improve that? I'm still not entirely clear on that. I know they've talked about how it improves like headset audio, like it, it better positions where the audio is in your in your headset. But I'm just not sure how that translates yet to like a full entertainment center package. So I don't know what 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 do you guys think about that, Roro? We'll start with you. Um, I've never been super into the techie side of a lot of, I guess, technology. I, I don't have a super amazing setup when it comes to my TV and home theater sort of thing. So this sort of stuff is, is always cool to see and see how consoles are starting to progress and become more and more um, interactive and uh, a better experience all around. So I, I think this is great. I don't know if I'll, I myself would be able to take advantage of all these like the 3D audio and all that kind of stuff. Uh, if my setup will, like my TV and my speakers will in, help with that. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, what you're saying with the, uh, the porting of Ratchet and Clank, I see them still doing stuff like that. I don't know if they, they will for that particular game, but there's so many games that uh, even if you don't have the best PC, you can still optimize it or it just runs really crappy on your PC. And I don't know if they would care too much if this person doesn't have it, if they can make money off it, they, they'll still, still port it. Um, but yeah, I think this is, this is cool. Um, but myself personally, I, I never really got into the techie side of this sort of stuff. Cool. Yeah. I just, um, I mean, again, I guess this kind of goes back almost to our first topic. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. the, PC-ness of Sony themselves. It's just not really in the cards for them. Um, I, I don't think they're going to the route of like the cell processor as far as the PS3, so I don't think people need to be concerned about that. Um, but they are definitely making a play and kind of saying, granted, none of this has been confirmed, um, but that if you're going to play a Sony game, you're going to play it on a Sony PlayStation 5, or I guess you could say 4, but really just PlayStation 5. Um, so that's kind of going to be their marketing. I know Xbox, like we've talked about plenty of times, is while we don't know which one is the right answer, both Xbox and Sony are going at this new generation completely different. Mm -hmm. Sony, I guess you could say, is a little bit more old school Microsoft is thinking of it, I think, a little bit more in 2020 terms. And who knows who's going to win out? Um, it, it'll be interesting to see, but I, I don't see it having too much effect on like the gaming sphere itself. Yeah, uh, agreed. I, I agree completely. And uh, the audio, <laughs> I mean, the, the 3D audio thing, it, it's cool to, I guess, hear about because yeah. we haven't really gotten much detail around it. Um, again, I just don't know, like Roro was saying, as far as setup, like I use headphones maybe when I'm doing party chats, mm -hmm. 
Yeah. That's really it. I don't game with actual headphones on. I've just never been that type of gamer. So I I don't know if this will like kind of make me want to be that type of gamer. Yeah. Um, But I guess I'll see. (laughs) Yeah. I I think Sony just needs to do uh, a good job when the PS5 is out at at, like marketing what that 3D audio is and what it's going to do for people, I guess, um, is the biggest thing that they need to do. Um, But cool nonetheless having new technology. Uh, moving on, guys, uh, there's a new game coming called Blazing Sails from GetUp Games. Uh, it is a pirate battle royale game coming September 9th to Steam Early Access. Uh, this game is literally Sea of Thieves. <laughs> <laughs> literally Sea of Thieves. The art style, the gameplay the like mechanics of the game like the ships all of them look identical everything literally this entire game looks like it's sea of thieves if you had this game and sea of thieves next to each other i wouldn't know what the difference is like i'm surprised that microsoft is not suing the this company right now for all their i'm sure they're not worth much because they're a smaller indie developer but it's kind of it's like what in the world I don't know what they're thinking with this. Like, what, have, did you see that uh, tr- that trailer for this game, Roro? I did, and and funny enough, I did think it was Sea of Thieves. I saw it on Twitter, and I was just scrolling super fast, and I saw the, the trailer on, like, IGN or something, and I didn't read anything. I just started watching the video, and it wasn't until very late in the video that I realized, oh, wait, this is a different game. Yeah. But, yeah, the the like you were saying, this art style, the gameplay, it's very similar to Sea of Thieves. Um, but yeah, as you were saying, it's a small studio, so I don't know if they'll go after them. They might be seem as a bad guy for doing that, but at the same time, it's it's very similar. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. Well, even like bad, I mean, now I'm going to say full disclosure, I have not watched it uh, given my uh, work week, but uh, from what you guys have described to me, it, it this will be kind of a little bit of a jump, but like I remember when Flappy Bird came out on the App Store mm-hmm. yes. for mobile, yeah. I mean, it literally just took the background of Mario, uh, pipes included, and just copy and pasted more or less. And there was a lot of backlash along the actual developer of Flappy Bird, and most of the time it's Nintendo getting all the flack in the world for like attacking youtube gamers whatever you want to say when it comes to their content but like this one everyone was like no that kind of makes sense you literally just stole that palette from them yeah um and for everything you're saying that's pretty much identical and i don't think the world needs a battle royale pirate (laughs) game no personally either and this is even worse than that like at least flappy bird is a little bit unique in how it's like played and like the visuals of the bird and everything like this is literally the same gameplay and everything the only thing different is that this is a battle royale really that's the only difference that i could see but yeah it's kind of crazy uh moving on uh take this with a grain of salt for now uh but according to ubisoft's support page uh playstation 5 will not have playstation 1 playstation 2 or playstation 3 backwards compatibility so this is kind of on the back of uh we still don't exactly know uh what sony's going to do about that backwards compatibility i thought Personally, I thought they were going to do something with PlayStation Now in order to stream you uh, backwards compatibility games for those those three generations. Uh, it's still maybe something that they do, uh, but according to this uh, support page, which has since been taken down, uh, it's still unclear if this is actually you know factual information, which is why I said take it with a grain of salt. But uh, it's definitely interesting to see as we continue to compare Microsoft and Sony, this is yet another example of, you know, Microsoft has fully embraced all the previous generations, but how much has that actually gained them in terms of market share? It's given them goodwill, but I don't know if it's necessarily given them a lot of market share. Uh, Sean, start with you. What, what are your thoughts? Yeah. I mean, that just brings up a good point. The fact of we all like say, I want backwards compatibility, like, I want to play my old games. And I totally think game preservation is a 
real issue as far as gaming in general. Um, yes. Movies get preserved. I mean, hell, we are in the U.S. Hall of Congress. Um, there is like every year, I think it's like 10 movies or something like that get added into there um, to preserve. Yeah. And I personally, I think you two would agree, too, that I think video games deserve that, too. Maybe not Flappy Bird, um, but certain games I, I really do think deserve to be preserved in that sense. And you should be able to play them, I guess, as easily as possible. But it's like, how often do you truly go back to previous generation games? Um, I mean, uh, Daniel, I know you and I are both a huge fan of Fusion Frenzy for the original Xbox. Yes. How often have you played Fusion Frenzy on your Xbox One, though? Funny enough, I actually played it like two weeks ago because I was like, I, I, I'm, ex I'm excited to see what the difference is on Xbox One X, and I played it. It's still, it still holds up so well, even for it being an OG Xbox game. But yes, before that, it's, it has been months, if not yeah. longer. Yeah, and so it's just like, I, I love that. I mean, I think things like the Master Chief Collection, or even very much earlier, um, and I want to say this because it pisses Daniel off, but the greatest gaming collection of all time, Super Mario All-Stars. Incorrect. Uh, <laughs> but, like, I, I just think things like those, like, that's great in my mind because they take the time to, like, repurpose those, up-res them, that type of thing, and maybe fix issues that would have been, I guess, not presumed now. Mm. Um, and I generally gladly pay for them. I mean, hell, I own two copies of each Bioshock game because they got me in this generation, more or less. Mm. Uh, Daniel, I think you're the same way. I don't know, Roro, if you're the same on that. Um, but I, I don't know. I just feel like backwards compatibility is really too much oversold for how often you use it. Yeah, I I do agree with that. I do. There's, I always say that, oh, I want to go back and play this game and and even recently, I, I, I picked up a game uh, that I really loved when I was a kid, uh, Legend of Zelda Spirit Tracks. I picked that up. It's like I, I felt in the mood to get it. And I played it maybe once, and I haven't gone back to it yet. And, that, and I always want that option, like on the PS2, PS3, PS1. I would love to have those games there on the PS5. But when I have a PS5, I'm going to be playing PS5 games more or less. I agree that... Um, that uh, game preservation needs to be happening a little bit more. Like the most recent example I could think of is the Scott Pilgrim game um, that if you don't have that game, you can't, you literally can't play it. Yeah. It's just, it's not available anywhere to, to play. I think right now, Brian Lee O'Malley, the creator of uh, Scott Pilgrim has been in talks with Ubisoft to try and get it back on stores somehow. But it's, it's crazy that a game can just vanish like that. And, I, I love that uh, Xbox is doing stuff like that, like you guys were saying, but I'm not going on my Xbox to play the older stuff on Game Pass or anything like that. Yeah. I, I do think it's it's just a goodwill thing that companies do, but at the end of the day, it, it uh, I don't know, it doesn't amount to anything but ha fans being happy and pleased that the option is there because... I don't think, like Sean was saying, we we go back and do it enough for it to be at the top of their list. Yeah, I just love how you mentioned the Scott Pilgrim game. I literally <laughs> was talking about that last week <laughs> to my to one of my friends. Like, I love that freaking game, yeah. and I, I wish I could play it. So, yeah. And you bring up a great point, Roro. Like things get pulled from stores, and you're like you, digital stores, and you can't get them. There's no way to download them. You can't. There's nothing, no avenue to play that game, and yeah. it, it does. I suck. was terrified when Telltale closed down because it's like there's yeah. so many games that I, from them that I I haven't picked up yet that I totally would. I, I think yeah. that they're they're still up. I think they took down a couple of games, but they brought them back up yeah. eventually. But yeah, I was like, these games are just going to be gone now. Like, yeah. yeah, it's it's scary. It, it was very scary when uh, when they were shut down. Telltale was shut down. They did they. I think they took down Walking Dead season one, mm -hmm. and like you know, uh, there was a few different titles, maybe Wolf Among Us as well. And then uh, once the rights kind of shifted and everything, they came back. But yeah, that is scary uh, for sure. And the, the other thing is Microsoft's solution for backwards compatibility is mainly emulating uh, the previous generations. So 
if a game leaves the store on Xbox 360, for instance, and you don't have that game installed, you, or you don't have own that game rather, because they'll they'll still allow you to re-download it. If you don't own that game, uh, it can still be pulled from the 360 store, and you won't be able to p- play it backwards compatible either on Xbox One uh, if that happens. So, it's definitely multi-layered issue for sure um guys moving on uh we have more halo infinite news because <laughs> this, right, this, this is where i sleep yeah uh halo infinite uh had a few blog posts actually uh the last couple of days that are revealing a few things so the first thing being weapon coatings they officially have revealed weapon coatings which is essentially their name for weapon skins uh for halo infinite and the first of which that they showed off yesterday was a new monster promotion. Uh, so if you get the cans of monster, uh, you can play like the AR game on Snapchat or whatever. And then they allow you to get these codes for uh, this coding. Uh, and the interesting thing is this coding is actually super sick. Like they didn't, they didn't take like monsters logo and like lazily slap it on there or whatever. Like I've seen so many other games do before. They actually just made this like a really badass color green, like with green highlights and then like a metallic, uh, black coating like around the rest of the parts of the gun there's no monster branding at all on the on the guns it's just it's just that green like that style and i freaking love it i i can't wait to see more of these uh from infinite and obviously i think we will see a lot more because obviously multiplayer is free to play so they're going to be selling uh some kind of skins as well um And then also they announced a brand new enemy for Halo Infinite, which I thought was very interesting. Uh, And I kind of think with them revealing this, I kind of feel like they're going to have a lot of named enemies in Halo Infinite. We already have Ascarum, who's like the guy from the trailer, the the big brute. Uh, We already have... I forget I forget his name. It starts with an H. Uh, another brute that they revealed via the Mega Bloks. Uh, they and they now have this new uh, banished elite uh, whose name is Jega Rodomne. I probably butchered that name, but uh, you totally did, totally it, did. Yeah, but uh, it's just really cool to see them expanding the lore in this way. And I think this is very indicative that the campaign is going to be very big and have lots of named enemies that you're going to essentially take down uh, throughout the campaign, which is very, very exciting. Um, I, yeah, I'm just very excited, guys. <laughs> so, what, what does that come out? 2023? Is that what it is? 2021, Sean. Don't start okay. with the misinformation like IGN has. I just, wanted to, I just wanted to double check. I can't remember. Not to mention, I almost freaking died laughing last night because IGN, I, you can clearly tell when IGN schedules posts because there's not anyone working late at night. So, like, I saw a post come through at, like, 9 o'clock last night, something like that, and it was clearly a scheduled post because there was a bunch in line that were all going at the same time, and it was Halo Infinite's uh, uh, concept art for... Uh, their next Spartan model. And they said, uh, and Bungie showed us a new look at the new Spartan models in Halo Infinite. And I was like, uh, IGN, uh, that would be 343, not not Bungie. Uh, so I just thought that was ironic with all the crazy, <laughs> stupid news that IGN's been posting. And then they post that, and I was like, uh, anyways, that's my rant, guys. Uh, <laughs> uh, moving on. Uh, there will be an Xbox showcase at this year's Tokyo Game Show 2020, guys. But there's no next-gen news there. Why? Why? Do we have any next-gen news now in anything? No. It's like, when are these consoles going to give us pre-order and pricing? Like, we are now September 2nd, and we have no idea how much these consoles cost or when they're coming. I, I don't know. I don't think there's technically a console launch. I think this is a a long running April Fool's joke at this point <laughs> for both companies. PS Five and Xbox One X just yes. don't actually exist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. man. I don't. Scary. I don't know. I. I mean, 
I, I don't know about the next gen news or when we're going to get it, but uh, for the Xbox being at Tokyo Game Show, this is interesting because they don't, I know they're not super popular in Japan, Xbox, so it's cool to see that they're trying to make maybe some first steps in getting, I don't know, some developers on their side, Japanese developers underneath their wing. Uh, but it's cool that they're they're going to be there. Yeah, I agree completely. Uh, and they did say they were going to hi- be highlighting uh, Japanese developers, so I don't know if that means... I'm assuming it just means like third-party developers because I don't know of any Japanese first-party games that are coming to Xbox. Uh, unless you guys know of anything, I'd, I don't know of anything. Um, <laughs> I was pretty sure I thought Scalebound was getting reannounced. Am I wrong on that one? (laughs) No, you're right. (laughs) Although, actually, I guess technically, uh, Yakuza, um, what's the new Yakuza crap? Uh, You're asking the wrong two people. I don't know Yakuza (laughs) at all. But the new Yakuza is a Series X exclusive on next gen. It's coming to PS4 day and date, but uh, it's coming to Series X first and then playstation later so maybe that will be one of the ones playstation 5 later i mean uh so maybe that'll be something that they show there i don't i don't know i don't know what else they would show (laughs) so uh speaking of tokyo game show though guys we are finally going to get another look at resident evil village so that's exciting uh, they originally told us in their last trailer that we would get another look in August, which uh, apparently got delayed. Uh, so it will now be coming at the end of September at the Tokyo Game Show. Uh, I think this is exciting just because I want to see like actual like gameplay from this game and see how all these new things that they're incorporating in the game with werewolves and, and all these other crazy elements. I want to see them actually in action, see how this actually pans out. Uh, what, what do you think, Roro? Uh, yeah, I'm excited to see some more uh, from this game. I, I really enjoyed RE2 Remake. Yeah. And I, I didn't play 3, which was the other one they remade, right? They did yes. 3 and, and 2. Yep. So it's cool to see that they're on this streak of making really good Resident Evil games. I know 3 wasn't as uh, popular as, as 2, but as someone who doesn't isn't super into horror games, I really love those at least I really liked RE2. I never, again, didn't play 3, but uh, I'm excited to see more from, from them. Um, I, I think this is a first-person one again, like uh, 7 was, or we don't know that yet. Uh, yes, I believe it, it's been yeah. confirmed first-person. First-person, so yep. that's something that kind of turns me off a little bit. Again, being not super into horror games, having it first-person makes it even worse, yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I'm excited to, to see more from, from Capcom in this game. John. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I have, I love the first two thirds of Resident Evil Seven. Um, once you get on the boat, quit the game. The game's over. <laughs> you don't have to play anymore. Um, so if they keep kind of with that motif, I am good. Um, actually, Daniel, did you ever check out the DLC for Seven Biohazard? Uh, I don't think I did actually. I just know they had, like, an escape room thing. Like, I don't know. I, I know it actually got pretty good reviews. So it's something I've always wanted to kind of go back to. Yeah. Um, but still, I, I just, I'm hopeful that we go away. And I know we're not, but I don't care about Ethan. Uh, I mean, yeah. the person that you see at the end of 7 got you super excited and then to hear Village is going to be, oh, you're back with Ethan, which who cares? Yeah. It, I just, I, that was, that's the only disappointing thing about this game so far to me. I agree. Uh, is it a spoiler to reveal who that person is at the end of Resident Evil 6? Or seven? I mean, I guess technically not. It's Chris Redfield, but yeah. still, it, it's, it's just so like, don't stop making Ethan happen. Like, no one cares about Ethan. Yeah. Go away, Ethan. Yeah, Ethan is sorry a, if your name's Ethan. Ethan's a very boring character compared <laughs> especially compared to the other great characters of Resident Evil, like I don't know. I felt like every single Resident Evil before this had great character before Resident Evil seven had great main protagonists and uh yeah, I don't I don't I'm not a huge fan of Ethan either. Yeah, except for Ashley in Resident Evil four. That was it. Leon, help me. Oh my god, 24/7. I <laughs> <laughs> hate babysitting missions. Leon, help me. Uh, 
hold on, let me fucking kill these. Oh, whoops, kill these zombies. I didn't mean to curse, but let me kill these zombies real quick, and then I'll come help you, Ashley. Jeez. Or uh, stop, like literally hiding in plain sight. Yeah, that's true. Um, moving on, Dead by Daylight, guys, is releasing on next-gen consoles as they just revealed, and they are giving free upgrades to those who already own the game. Can we just applause? Applause. I love when developers are doing this. Obviously, <laughs> thank you, Roro. Uh, <laughs> developers are doing this, and, and you know it's great value for the gamer and in my opinion, I feel like it should be done if your game is on both consoles. Uh, if your game is, you know, coming out to next gen later, I get why you wouldn't do it uh, together. But yeah, this is more great news. Dead by Daylight, honestly, has only gotten bigger, I think, as time has gone on. They've added so much content to that game. Uh, Silent Hill content and, you know, Saul and all kinds of stuff. And there's, I feel like the the limit is just the sky for that game for where they can go and what characters they can bring in. So I'm very excited about this news. I don't know. Have you, have either of you played dead by daylight? No. I know, I know Roro, you hate horror games <laughs> as we just talked about, but I wasn't sure if you had checked it out. So I mean, it's super popular. I see it streamed all the time. Yeah. Yeah. But this is good news. I like good news. So moving it's not control. I'll give them that. It is not control. No, yeah, I was not a fan of their statement about control. I, yeah, I don't like that. But anyways, moving on, uh, there are new rumors, guys. We've talked about this before, but there's new rumors pointing to a Super Mario 3D collection being revealed this week. Today's Wednesday. When when's it gonna, <laughs> when's it gonna happen? Uh, so this this is including Galaxy 64 and Sunshine. So if this is true, that's what it includes. I just want to know when we're gonna get this. You know, Nintendo yeah. has been quiet. <laughs> it's it's like you said. We've talked about this before. Every I feel like every week there's a new sort of rumor from for Nintendo, or maybe it's the exact same one that was predicted last week, yeah. and they're just saying, "Oh, it's this week now," or "It's next week," or it, it. I just I want it to happen. I hope it is this week, but I have absolutely no hope or expecting it to be at the end of this week. We're getting close to the end of the week, so. Nintendo does have uh, a track record of doing it the night before or the morning of when they're announcing something, whether it be a direct, they like to say, oh, it's coming tomorrow or in the, later today, there'll be a mini direct. So it's possible that they're waiting for the last minute to say, hey, tomorrow we're showing off the, the rumored Super Mario 3D collection. But yeah. at this point, I, I, I really don't know what to <laughs> expect. They've been super quiet. So... <laughs> I, I, I expect them to continue that streak right now. Yeah. I mean, they can't. Yeah, I mean, at this point, obviously, fruition did not happen. So we are not getting Zelda 2 this fall, uh, which I guess is a blessing and a curse. I don't know. <laughs> um, I, I just, I, I don't think Nintendo has anything. I think. I think Metroid being restarted really screwed them up. Um, I have a feeling that that was supposed to be this this year's big fall game. Um, and the fact that it had to be restarted, I think it was last year. 2018, um, I think. Yeah, really screwed with them when it came to like having that as a release date. Um, and I just, I mean, right now, what? We have Pikmin 3, that's it? Yeah. And that's a... Master yeah. or whatever, like I, I just it's it's shocking that we're still at this stage of the game. And yeah. I'm sorry, we know so little about the next gen consoles, but we know more than what we do about Nintendo's <laughs> current gen. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's true. And and there was another rumor too that I didn't even go into that uh Super Mario 3D Land would be or 3D World, sorry. 3D World would be ported to Switch 2 as its own game. It's like how many games are you guys going to just port to the system from Wii U? Like yes, there was a lot of good Wii U games, but you got to create some new content as well. 
Uh, everyone's looking forward to Breath of the Wild 2 and Metroid Prime 4, but those seem to be still a little ways away. Like, what is their big fall game? I feel like they need something, I feel like, to kind of excite people again. I know a lot of people are playing Animal Crossing, but at this point, that game came out months and months ago. They got to, you know, you got to keep the interest alive on the Switch. I don't know. What well, I feel like we're we're kind of past the wii u at this like i'm sorry i feel like i i've now rebought all these games that i had on my wii u now besides the remake of breath of the wild or not breath of jesus uh wind waker (laughs) hd that's like the only game i don't own on my switch that i own on my wii u so it's just very interesting yeah yeah they're definitely running out of uh things to port there's like they did wonderful 101 uh recently uh, and that came to everywhere I think. Um, so now that they've done Pikmin, like you're saying, they have Wind Waker. They've got 3D uh, World, with which you uh, might come soon this week, maybe, or next week, or the week after, who knows. But after that, I don't know. What other Wii U games could they could they bring over? That's true. Yeah. That is very true. Moving on, guys. Bloomberg has uh, apparently reported uh, that AT&T is scrapping the idea of selling Warner Brother games, uh, and they d- have now deemed it too valuable. I think that's pretty much what everyone said from the get-go. Like, why are you guys selling Warner Brother games? Like, they've made a lot of great stuff. They have great studios, Rocksteady, uh, even WB Montreal. They've gotten some crap for Arkham uh, Origins, but overall it was a good game. Uh, and also Monolith, the guys at Monolith who make Shadow of War, Shadow of Mordor, great games. So, yeah, I think this is kind of a no-brainer at this point. And honestly, I I think you guys probably agree, but I'll let you guys speak to it. Uh, I think this is the best possible outcome for wb games because you know they're going to continue making their licensed games in the dc universe for instance and lord of the rings maybe uh and make great experiences from that and you don't have to worry about exclusivity or anything like that so uh, i don't know what you what do you guys think uh i think it's thank you i i think it's uh i think it's good that they're staying where they are not being sold nothing is i guess changing really um, yeah, that's that's really all I have to 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 say to it. I, I I'm glad that they're not being sold and moved about and all that kind of stuff. So just yeah. keep doing what you're doing. I'm glad that AT and T. I don't know what how what changed their mind all of a sudden, but that they see yeah. the value in WB games. So that's that's good news to me. Suicide Squad like in 2066 reaction had so much to do with that mm. whole thing. Yeah. Right. That they were like, "Oh my gosh, everybody loves our game." I didn't, I didn't think anybody loves our series, and it's like, "Are, are you idiots?" Like, <laughs> yeah, everyone true, yeah. loves, even if the movies are crap. When it comes to DC, for the most part, like games and comics are still considered, for the most part, to be above Marvel. We'll see what Avengers does here, but game wise, I mean. I can't name a recent Marvel game. I mean, The Incredible Hulk for the GameCube Xbox, the original Xbox. That's like the one Marvel game I can be like, okay, that was really good. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah, Uh, yeah. and I literally just freaking beat that again. (laughs) That's not Marvel. That's Sony. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, gosh. Uh, So I made a joke in there, Sean. I don't know if you heard it. Suicide Squad in 2066 next to Halo Infinite, since you said that was coming out then. I'm good with that. I don't want the Suicide Squad. Oh, all right. I've already said that. I'm not stoked for that game. You have not said that on this podcast because you weren't here. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I said as far as when the rumors were there. Okay. Um, I am excited for Arkham, or sorry, Gotham Knights. Yeah. But the details that have leaked since then or come out since then about it being uh, more RPG-ish. I don't know now. That's a little... Mm-hmm. Plus the con- disconnect of having Red Hood with the other one. Red Hood, really? Like, he, yeah. he murders people. That's his whole thing. Yeah. Jason Todd's a murderer. I don't know. It'll be interesting. <laughs> I, I, I'm excited just for the gameplay. Uh, it may not make sense... <laughs> you know thematically but 
I don't know. We'll see. Uh, moving on, speaking of Marvel, uh, Marvel's Avengers showed off a brand new character, Kate Bishop, who is Hawkeye's daughter, right? Is that right? Uh, sometimes. sometimes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. A lot of times she's his trainee, other times it is his daughter. Okay. Well, it's one of those things. Uh, but uh, I thought the trailer was super interesting, and uh, I really didn't know a whole lot about Kate Bishop's powers and like the comics and stuff. But like as far as this goes, I think it looked super cool, and like her powers are super unique. Like she has, does she have some kind of like teleporting ability or something? Is that what that was, or am I crazy? Uh, I don't <laughs> remember her having powers. To be honest with you. Okay, I might be crazy. I thought I saw something like that in the trailer, but maybe I'm crazy. I might be crazy. Uh, but yeah, I thought it looked. I thought it looked really good, and um, they kind of. Uh, I think they kind of decided to go down this route uh, to reveal her a little bit sooner than they were expecting. I think, uh, based on what we'll talk about here in a little bit, um, but. Yeah, I think it's at least something good that we're getting another character shown off, especially in light of, again, as we've talked about before, Spider-Man exclusivity. I keep saying how one character, Spider-Man, is a big deal because there's only five playable characters in the game uh, on Xbox or PC, for instance, and uh, that one extra character is a big deal. So definitely the longer this game's out, the more characters that come into it I think is, is a good thing. Um, and yeah, I, I think I'll probably wait until more characters are out and then I'll purchase it on sale or something like that. And, uh, and yeah, go from there. Cause yeah, my whole issue with the exclusivity deal with Spider-Man. Eh. So I don't know. What, I, what do you guys think? I, uh, I just watched the end of the trailer just now. Um, and I see the teleportation thing that you're talking about. Yeah. Um, I don't know what else to call it besides teleportation. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> it looks yeah. uh, it looks like she's teleporting, but uh, I don't think she's a, she usually has superpowers. I'm I'm pretty sure she's just like another human Hawkeye Archer sort of type. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I, as you're saying, I, I really thought that this uh, reveal was awesome and just keeping us uh, hooked with or excited for what's next in the the games of service aspect of this uh this game to see what's further down the line i think she's coming out next month like october i think is when her story comes out and then after her is clint so hawkeye is after that and then who who knows what's after that so that's it's really cool that they have all these heroes sorry i said oh i did not know that that she was next i think so yeah i think she She is is the first dlc character yeah oh okay yeah, Hawkeye was only ever confirmed. Ooh. Right, yeah. And, yeah, I just think it's so cool that, I don't know, what if later down, since the game's as service, you're probably going to be playing this game for years to come if you're interested in it, if you enjoy it, that maybe a year down the line, two years down the line, we have, like, an entire <laughs> cast of characters to Arsenal to choose from. So that that's really excites me, and I can't wait to see what that list looks like in the end. Yeah. I agree completely. It's exciting. Sean, are you going to get this game? Uh, that is the goal on Friday. I probably won't play it till Saturday, Sunday, but yes, I am buying it. Uh, I love the beta. Um, I know I haven't been on for about two weeks, but uh, <laughs> the Sunday that I played it, we pl- uh, my friend Emily and I played it for eight hours straight. Um, it, uh, it's what I expected it, um, honestly, and I had a lot of fun. Sweet. And Scarlet Widow, or sorry, Black Widow, was actually my favorite character, which was crazy because I was like, she's going to be the lamest one. But actually, I found her to be the best because of her zip lining stuff. She was just so mobile and it was nice. Yeah. Scarlet Johansson's coming for you now, Sean, for dropping her name there. Uh, <laughs> That's fun. Moving on to the final news story uh, Gods and Monsters, uh, that Ubisoft game that was kind of reminiscent of like Zelda esque, right? Uh, yep. that, that game has been renamed Immortals Phoenix Rising, uh, and it will be re-revealed essentially on the next Ubisoft live stream, which is happening next Thursday. So 
interesting that they decided to rename this game uh almost like you know it changed the scope of what it is i guess uh that's what it seems like i don't know that for a fact but that's kind of my speculation why else would you change the name other than if you you know the theme of the game isn't gods and monsters anymore it's something else um so i I've been interested in this game. I just kind of want to see more from it and see, you know, what the gameplay actually delivers from it. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 down for a Zelda esque game from Ubisoft. Um, Roro, what do you have? You been into this game since it was revealed, or what? What are your thoughts? Uh, I'm definitely excited to see more. The trailer that we saw, at least the trailer that. I've seen, I don't know if there's been more revealed about this game besides that one trailer with the lady in the, the Roman helmet looking at you at the end mm-hmm. and then the big griffin and all that kind of stuff. That that looks cool, but just like the Suicide Squad game, that's, I don't know what I'm playing yet. So yeah. I, I want to see a little bit more gameplay. Um, the, the changing of the name doesn't uh, really raise any alarms for me um, or gives me the notion that something changed. I just, I don't know, maybe they just thought that this would fit the, the game a bit better. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see more from their their uh, live stream on Thursday. Sweet deal. Sean, are you gonna are you gonna be excited for this game or are you? I, it's a wait and see mentality at this point. I, I don't know, I got, there's too many games and especially like games I'm playing right now that I'm like, I'm excited that I'm playing it's too hard to think about other stuff that's true moving on to the games we are playing uh guys i played battle toads uh (laughs) i played probably i think like two and a half three hours of it so i played a fair amount uh it's good i wouldn't say it's great i wouldn't say it's fantastic i would say it's good uh which i know a lot of people have kind of been giving it the same you know, impression. I, I really like a lot of pe- other people have been saying, I really like the humor in it. And I like uh, how lighthearted the characters are in it. Uh, the gameplay is kind of lackluster for me. Uh, it's mainly just like you have a normal punch, a heavy punch, and then like a block type move. Uh, there's a little bit more intricacies, uh, like there's a dash and stuff like that. But for the most part, it's kind of just like an old school beat em up style game like teenage mutant ninja turtles back in the day essentially um so it's dumb fun i call it um but i'm i'm probably gonna go back to it uh, after a little bit and try to try to work through the story um the bike the bike levels which i know a lot of people have been giving it crap for the bike levels because of like how long they are but i actually really liked the bike levels that was my favorite part because uh it just felt like it was super fun like seeing like i don't know it it has like these blocks that you have to avoid and it has very specific placements where you have to time things perfectly and you have to weave in and out of places and jump at the right times i just love that kind of thing it just feels very like sharp to me uh so i really liked that first level that i played on the bikes i think there's another one later in the game but uh yeah it's good but that's all I've got. Um, so for me, I am actually playing Avengers right now. I I went against everything that I said last week. <laughs> I was going to say. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to pick it up day yeah. one. And I pick it up before day one, basically, I guess. And I, I am playing it on PC. And that's another thing that I said I wouldn't do. Yeah. But I, I found a way to make it run. Doesn't look terrible and no weird stuff. It's definitely running better than it did when I was playing it during the beta. It's a lot smoother than before. It's crashed a couple of times, but I've seen that happen across the board, whether you're playing on PlayStation, Xbox, it's it's crashing sometimes when a lot is going on. Unfortunately, hopefully they get that fixed. Yeah. But in general, I'm really enjoying it. The campaign is super good so far. Kamala is amazing. I love that character. And uh, I think the actress who plays her in this is Sandra Saad, I think is her name. Oh. And she does an amazing job as as Kamala, and she is definitely the center of this. The discourse around the game kind of reminds me of uh, Destiny when it first came out, actually. Yeah. Like, there's people that love it and people that hate it, and I don't know if 
there's an in-between. I think there are people who are like saying, this is good and that's all that I want. But there's a lot of people on varying or the drastic sides of it. Um, I'm definitely in the middle where I see what the problems and I, but I'm also really enjoying it. Um, I think my favorite character right now is either Kamala or Iron Man, surprisingly, which is another thing that I said that I hated from the beta. I'm starting to really enjoy playing as him. It's just unlocking all those different abilities makes the characters a lot more fun to play as you level them up and try the different combos. You're like, Oh, I, I get it now. It's starting to make a bit more sense. And, yeah, it's, it's. I'm really enjoying it so far. I don't know how I'll feel after the campaign if I'll play it like I do Destiny. Yeah. Uh, go back to replaying missions and leveling up characters, but right now the campaign is a lot of fun. Is there a reason why you played uh, or you bought it on PC instead of PS4? Because of Spider-Man? It's, it's because I don't have my PS4 here, and I do feel oh, like I forgot. it's it's because uh, I have a lot of time until spider-man comes out like i feel spider-man's a, a ways away true and i don't know I, I hope to god that they have cross save somehow but i don't mind replaying uh the game on ps4 to to get spider-man but uh because i'm enjoying it so yeah. there you go cool sean uh so i bought ghost of tsushima uh i think sunday um uh, probably about like six hours in or so. Uh, super enjoying it. Um, probably one of the prettiest games I ever played, and that's saying a lot. I think um, the leaves, all the foliage, and all that stuff, just insane. I really like the story. Character models actually look really good. The combat, I, I besides not being able to lock onto a target, is actually very free flowing. Um, so that's really cool. Uh, I, I don't know. I. I wish I had more to say about it. Um, I just feel like I'm still so new to it. Um, but I did just have my first duel uh, today uh, where I fought a guy who, like, was faster than me. So, like, I had to, like, figure out how to, like, block accordingly. Yeah. But I made it so it was in the black and white. And it just looked so epic, like something out of, like, a 1940s movie. So, that I don't know. It was just really cool to see that. And you get that option whenever you want to. Hmm. Interesting. And uh, you're already far. You're like double uh, where I'm at, and I bought it three weeks ago. Uh, <laughs> I need to get back on that. But Halo has been taking a lot of my time. So moving on, guys, to the topic of the show this week. Um, so obviously everybody knows uh, of the tragic death of Chadwick Boseman um, last week, and uh, obviously that was that was hard, um, especially to hear how how it happened, um, and essentially find out that he's been battling cancer for the last four plus years, um, all while he was filming all of his. Uh, his roles in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, Black Panther, Civil War, Infinity War, Endgame. Um, and yeah, th I think this one kind of hurt uh, quite a bit um, for many people, um, myself included, uh, especially when people started uh, tweeting out things um, that he, he had done uh, for the community. Uh, I think it's just, there's not anyone that I could think of in Hollywood that would do stuff, the stuff that he was doing. Like he was, he was going to children's hospitals and, and sitting with children, uh, who were terminally ill with cancer, uh, while he himself was battling cancer and, and kind of keeping that to himself and keeping that, uh, personal, um, health concern, to himself without, you know, people looking for pity from people or anything like that. He, he never asked for any of that. And I think that's very admirable in, um, in this day and age of people that are, you know, people that are framed as these great people that aren't necessarily great people, but like he was such a great person. And, uh, it's, uh, definitely, definitely a very, awful thing that that happened to him and uh yeah it's tough um 
Roro, what what are what are your your thoughts on this, or if you want to say anything? Um... Yeah, um, yeah. When I first heard about it, I I was obviously really broken because he did such an amazing job with Black Panther, and that's what I know him for. And I remember what a huge deal that was for for Black people at that time for to see that huge representation on the screen. Um, for that movie and to see him and doing such an amazing job as the lead and all the, like it was a great superhero movie, but it also had some really great uh, themes that people of color have to deal with in America and all that kind of stuff that they, that they touched upon in this awesome superhero movie. And I know that he meant a lot of, to uh, superhero fans, to black people. And just, he was such a great guy for, as you were talking about for, going to these uh, kids hospitals and as he's battling he's also sharing some smiles and some laughs with people who are going through their own sort of uh, troubles and I've seen a couple videos of uh, some black people uh, saying what he meant to him and it was on Jimmy Fallon I think or Jimmy Kimmel sorry and he was hiding behind the curtain and just seeing the joy on their faces when he came out after them talking about how much they meant how much he meant to them it it really hit hard to to know that he was that he's gone now and it it it's it sucks it sucks that it's so weird how the world works and everybody says life is unfair and it is and this definitely is a huge highlight of that where someone so amazing leaves so fast and then the horrible horrible people in the world seem to be immortal and you just when are they leaving i <laughs> You know, it, it just, it's upsetting to to lose somebody so, so great. And I know Sean, uh, he talks about Black Panther every time when we talk about the Avengers. I know he's a super, uh, one of your favorite characters. So I don't know how, how you felt about this. Yeah, I mean, when Daniel's actually the one who sent me the message about it, and I was just like, that's bullshit. It wasn't bullshit, yeah. honestly. <laughs> I was just like. Unfortunately. There's no way. Yeah, yeah. it was just, damn. I mean. I, I, I don't know. I, I consider that one of my favorite superhero movies. It's Black Panther has been a favorite superhero of mine. Um, and I just love how technically as a character um, that he's pretty much been in almost every single like MCU story in some capacity, Fantastic Four, X-Men, uh, Avengers, Secret Wars, that type of stuff. And I've, I've just always loved how he he's always been Everyone always looks like an Iron Man or Captain America as like the leaders, but it's like no one respects anybody more than T'Challa. Like that's just how that that's how the MCU is. Like he is one of the most powerful beings in existence when it comes to what he's able to do. Like stronger than Captain America, yada yada. And I just thought Chadwick Boseman played him so well. I I love the Jackie Robinson movie um with him like really bringing the light stuff uh get on up uh which is his um oh jesus i'm blanking um it's the biopic of the of the jazz singer oh my god why am i just blanking on the name james brown jesus uh james brown movie and even 21 bridges with him and sienna miller it's a little underrated uh but still he, he was a great actor don't ever look up gods in egypt that was not his fault that was a terrible movie to begin with. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. You just, like, you know, you heard those stories about, like, him and Denzel, like, how Denzel sponsored him, and he had, like, no idea. And he grows up to basically be, I don't know, this massively important and somebody at the exact right time that was needed for so many people in the world. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, look, let's be blunt here. Daniel, you and I are fucking white. We've had our people on the screen like yeah. cool it was time much overdue for that black panther movie and just the acclaim i mean i still think uh michael b jordan's the best mcu villain that's been in that entire thing um but like i don't know it just it sucks because of what career could have been because i know he was 43 but like damn 43 feels young like i did mm -hmm. not think first of all i didn't even know he was 43 Cause I'm like, that means, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah that, he do just like did not age. It looked like, yeah. So I, I don't know. It's just obviously 
MCU will be, never be the same. The one thing I will say, and I don't know if you're about to touch on this, Daniel, but yeah. I really love the tributes that I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. I love this rest in power. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't think there's a better way to show respect for somebody that meant that much to so many people than saying that don't mm-hmm. rest in peace, rest in power, because that's like how you lifted so many people up. Yeah. And I, I love that Fortnite has this monument to uh, Black Panther right now, the actual statue of Black Panther. Um, I, I don't know if it's in the middle of the map or not, but I saw videos of it. Yeah. I just thought that was a really neat thing that they did. Yeah. Um, I wanted to jump into Fortnite after this, uh, this recording ends and uh, kind of check that out myself. Cause uh, I know we were talking about this off air, but I think that's super cool that Epic put that in there and obviously they had to have done it like super quickly. Maybe it was already like a sort of plan to have that in there uh, before yeah. his passing, but like not at that time. And I think it's super cool that they kind of put it in there uh, right away to, to kind of highlight um, him a little bit. Have you seen the really cool petition going on? Like I, this, it's very bittersweet. But I, I have always loved the city of Wakanda because I, I really like, um, I guess, futuristic stuff, but while also kind of maintaining the past. That's yeah. why like Blade Runner is always like held such high esteem to me. Like, and now there's like petition for Disney to do something with like a Wakanda like part in Disney World. And, like, I could just imagine, like, everybody remembers the first time, like, going to Epcot Center. Like, oh, my God, this is the future. Like, I'm sorry, all that shit's in the past. Wakanda, like, you see that stuff in the movies or mm-hmm. on TV shows. Like, I remember the first time on The Amazing Spider-Man when they go to visit that. I don't know. I just think if that's something that they can give, like, from uh, Chadwick's passing, I mean, more power to them. Not just to mention that, but, like... I, I don't know. You go back to that cancer stuff and that's just insane. <laughs> really? Like yeah. who the hell does like, I don't know. I think we'd all probably consider ourselves like good people. Yeah. I'm probably less than you two, but <laughs> like, I, I just feel like even as a good person, like would that ever cross your mind to like not say this, but go visit people that are and like share your story, but not yeah. share that part of your story. Yeah. Like dude's got heart, man. Yeah. That... yeah, I would. I I don't think I would be able to to do that, and not alone that, but not also say that I am going through something like that. Not I. I don't know. It's I don't think I would make it about myself, but I I might by mistake. You know, like he was so just there for them. He wasn't like so. Yeah, about me. Yeah. It's just like I'm here to to make you smile, to make you feel better. And what's going on with me is for me to deal with whether that's healthy or not. That's how he decided to, to deal with it. But it's, it's, he was so selfless in, in that regard. Yeah. That to me, that's the most Im- important thing that came out of all of this was just seeing like what a genuinely good person he was. And like, I always watched his movies and like, absolutely loved him in his movies and i thought he was a great actor but like you don't know what these people in hollywood are like and this kind of gives you a peek behind the curtain of what his life was like and it's 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 kind of mind-blowing in in an awesome way um in this instance so definitely definitely that is the good the only good thing that came out of this um was kind of the stories about that so um, and then, uh, there was, uh, one other thing tied to this, uh, Marvel's Avengers did, uh, apparently delay their Black Panther reveal, um, out of respect for, um, his passing as well, uh, which makes a lot of sense. Obviously, you know, it's, it's a very sensitive time, uh, for a lot of people. And I know a lot of people are excited for Black Panther to come to Marvel's Avengers, Sean included, um, but obviously now is not the right time to reveal that. Um, so it will be interesting to see how, you know, that shakes out. Will he come sooner, uh, than Hawkeye or how will they break them up or will he come later? I don't know, but the most important thing right now is just honoring, um, Chadwick's, uh, life. And, you know, I feel like this, this kind of helps with that. So. Um, 
any other comments uh, about this, guys? Um, I know awful, awful thing, but uh, yeah, it was rough. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't have much else to to add besides he was great, and I don't know. Thank you to to him, and I just hope that him and his family are or his family is going to be okay, and that they come together and. I don't know. It's just so hard to, to what to say. It's so hard to say what to know what to say in situations like that. But he was amazing. And all I can say is thank you for what he did for, for me and for fans of him. Absolutely. Yeah. That's that. I mean, I just echo. Sweet. All right, guys. I appreciate that. Uh, that was a little bit more serious than our normal topic, but, uh, it was a good good topic this week. So thank you uh, again to everyone joining us both live on YouTube and on podcast services everywhere. Uh, we did not get any comments in the uh, live chat. So I have T-shirts. Um, so I guess if you guys want a T-shirt, come join us in a future episode in the live chat. I will give out T-shirts. Uh, I'm probably going to have some extras because they kind of mess some up. So... Uh, just join us there, guys, and uh, and we'll divvy them out. Just comment. That's all I ask. Just comment. Uh, you can join us everywhere, uh, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Stitcher. Thank you, Roro. Thank you, Sean. I am Daniel, and this has been Podcast PXN, and we are out. Wakanda forever. Much love, and keep on gaming. Deuces. See ya.